One, two, three, let's go. You're listening to WJMS Media, where media is reimagined. You can find us on our Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. Welcome, everyone, to the WJMS Speaker Box Podcast. My name is Jack Wilson, and I'll be host for a new series topic on the podcast called The Story of a Film, where we take a look at the creative processes and decision-making that go into creative media and filmmaking. I'll give you a little bit of uh, insight about myself, who I am, and I guess why I'm qualified to talk about this. Uh, I'm currently a senior at Columbia College Chicago, uh, getting a double major right now in both filmmaking and marketing. Uh, digital media marketing and um, for the past about five months I've actually been working on a very large project Um, think of it as like a senior thesis project for film and um, there's been a lot of lessons learned and a lot of things that we've gone through that I definitely want to be able to talk about through this uh, episode series of the podcast and um, sharing a little bit about um, what it's like to create a story and to be able to share that with the world since Um, Nowadays with social media and with, you know, creative media, um, it's something that almost everybody is doing nowadays. Um, In this episode today, I've actually brought uh, another writer friend of mine, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what goes into creating a story, what the writer's process looks like, and things to think about, not just for film writing, but also just any type of writing in general. And what it takes to be a creative. Um, so here he's right now. His name is Keegan Milano. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Keegan, and give a little bit about why you're qualified as well. Okay. Uh, I well, I'm Keegan Milano. I'm also a senior at Columbia College Chicago. I major in creative writing and minor in game design. And uh, I am spending my last semester writing a little thesis capstone for uh, a possible novel start. And I've just recently got published on a magazine called Darksire for a little uh, poetry piece. So I've dabbled. We dabbled in a little bit of work. <laughs> I've worked on numerous short films, um, mostly as a director role as well as uh, a writer often, especially in my own productions and a producer and all sorts of various odd jobs. Um, so for the topics on writing... Um, Keegan and I met each other about four years ago, uh, freshman year, and really we bonded over what it takes to be a good writer. And I think you and I, I think you'd agree, notice that a lot of people don't necessarily have the best taste in writing when it comes to um, knowing what the hell makes a good story. Yeah, I mean... You know, it takes <laughs> takes one to know. One, at least, I guess. <laughs> at least we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Um, I I feel like that's one thing that I think Columbia tries to do is really focus on, um, you know, character is a huge part of of writing and, um, having those character focused stories is 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 essential to like what makes something interesting to watch or to read and and. I feel like when people first get into writing, that's an initial like roadblock of like, you need to figure out how to talk about or how to write characters. Because if you don't do that, it's just not going to be interesting. 
Yeah, when you don't have an interesting main character or even uh, if, say, you have an interesting main character, but none of the side stories or side characters are compelling. It just feels a little bit too narrow and the world doesn't feel very expansive, so it's hard to get into. Um, having a character focus is obviously important for, in order to have a story, you need someone to, need something to follow, someone to follow. Um, so characters are super important, yeah. I remember, I don't know about you, I mean, I've got in my phone a, a million, like in my notes app, a million different ideas of like tiny tiny things that i'll just like randomly i'll think of like oh i can attest to that yeah <laughs> where, where, where would you say that like your ideas come from I, I know that personally it's really bizarre i'll use i'll use dreams a lot that'll often give me like maybe something to start off of but if you're like really trying to brainstorm um because i remember that was that was also another problem i had was like where the hell do you get your ideas Oh, if you're really trying. So, I mean, well, Dreams is obviously a very, uh, very good source to pull from. Um, uh, I, I'm looking at my notes app right now, and I'm seeing <laughs> that in terms of the folder that says ideas, I currently have 96 separate notes for it. So I can agree with my lots of ideas. Not many of them are really saw through, but there's the, the ideas that if you keep writing them down, obviously you'll find something that you'll want to continue forward with um i mean ideas um i mean i know i've specifically with you we've talked about you want to write an idea with this simple concept and we just start spread like uh spreading out from that simple concept seeing which ends get cut off in a dead end or and see which strand keeps going and going into something that's uh fruitful i mean uh one of the so like an idea can literally come from I was walking down the street and I heard a conversation that someone was having and it sounded interesting enough to go off of or a friend told me a story about a crazy trip he had across seas and it's like oh I could do something with that or it could literally like it's just as long as you are paying attention you can hear something on like the subway that is honestly story worthy it's just you just have to be keeping an ear out yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the things I've learned is that, like, inspiration is everywhere. Like, you can look at, you know, empty can of soda and be like, that, that, I can tell, I can make a story about that. And, and it's just a matter of, like, I mean, God knows how many times we've stayed up pulling all-nighters just thinking oh, of, like, yeah. <laughs> doodling stuff on the whiteboard to talk about, like, you know, what you could do with a story and, and brainstorming different ideas about where you want to take this character how does this what's going to happen next to these people and then how are we going to write the problem in and then write the solution to it and stuff like that um i don't know about you i, I feel like that it certainly helps to be able to talk with others on and, oh. and be able to have maybe not necessarily a co-writer but like bouncing off ideas 100 percent. i mean like Obviously, first and foremost, you should be writing for yourself, but in the end, the hopes is that you give this to an audience and they also share your enjoyment of it. So you, you need to have peer review and uh, feedback in order to know what works and what might not uh, work because there's always the issue of uh, creator versus audience dissonance where you feel like you can understand the context of something because obviously you're the writer of it. 
but then you throw it in front of someone else who doesn't have that context of the idea in mind and they're like I have no clue what you, I have no clue what you're talking about right now right. so uh, having uh, peer reviews or just having a sample audience or something is obvious is a very uh, important factor in the creative process uh, one thing that I think you kind of brought up was saying like oh oh this one thing leads to another thing or something like that and one of the big things that uh, I've uh, st stuck with when it comes to writing anything is uh, the causality um, where this scene happens okay what in this scene causes something to happen later on like if the big importance is everything in your story everything in your script each scene should be driving the story somewhat if you have a scene where you're like I wrote this whole scene out but once this scene is over it didn't really change anything in the long run or it doesn't cause anything else to happen then you don't need that scene in it if you have a scene where these two people fight okay so what did that fight cause later do they go and tell people about it do those people get involved when those people get involved how do they change it do they go overboard do they overreact when they overreact how does the other person have like there's just a constant feedback loop of mm -hmm. action and reaction Trey, uh the creators of south park trey parker and matt stone they have a a concept just like that where they say when you're pitching like the story um or when you're like trying to figure out the building blocks of your story you should always end with but or therefore um as a way of showing that like continuance so like if you're saying um like this bank robber um you know is able to steal all this money but he runs into into the police and other problems happen um and it's supposed to like help you to try and practice say like stuff needs to go wrong for your characters and you really need to um i had another writing teacher we both had padido um he, he uh, one of his famous lines was you got to put your characters through hell to uh really get the most out of them um and you really just gotta throw problems at them and like Stuff may not go well for those characters, but that's what you need in order to, you know, change things up and make it interesting for them. So, like, being able to say, but this happens to those bank robbers, therefore they have to find a solution to it. You can't, like they say, like, you never can use and. Like, you can't say, the bank robbers uh, steal the money from the bank, and then they get away. It's like, well, that's not an interesting story. Then you, then you gotta, like, now you gotta, you gotta make something out of nothing. Boy and girl fall in love. No issues happen in their relationship. They, <laughs> right. have, they have kids and then they eventually die of old age surrounded by those they love and nothing happens. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's robotic then. But yeah. if, if you don't have stuff happen to your characters that makes them say, oh, damn, like, what am I going to do next? You know, it's just not a story worth telling. Like, there's a lot of movies out there that can break that rule. Um, it's certainly not you know absolute in, in in it but like there's a lot of movies where it's like oh nothing really happens if if nothing happens in a movie it's not a good movie right you know it, it, it people say like a lot of film bros they'll say like oh in like tarantino movies there are a lot of scenes where nothing's happening it's like well no you're not looking at the bigger picture Th this scene causes a chain of events that happens in every other rest or I don't know. I mean, I can't even. Th I can't think of another example. But um, 
stuff needs to happen to your characters. Because otherwise, you know, it's not a story worth telling. Right, right. I think um, going into writing, um, not just, let's, let's go, I guess, specifically into film. Because um, you were not ever a film writer and you've only had like a little bit of experience with it. I've written a couple of short scripts. <laughs> you've but, dabbled. Yes, and I've, I've, I've uh, worked a little bit in assisting some projects, but yeah. Assisting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things about film writing, which I always am fascinated by when, you know, say I have a friend of mine who's, who's sending me a story idea or who's sending me a script who will, they'll write in a way that's like, almost like prose, like they're writing as if it's a novel, um, which works in some cases, but at the end of the day, when you're pitching a project to you know, say a producer or something, film writing's interesting in that you can't just say that a character feels this way yes. or, or say that um, what what a character is thinking and how they're fixing the problem in their head and then there's, like you're saying, the causality in what they do next. Right. It's all about what does a character do and, and how do you write that into... Um, something that we're going to see on screen. That's actually one of the one of the things I like so much about script writing is the visual aspect of it. I feel like I've been told that I have the reverse problem when I'm writing prose is that I get too visual with it like I'm writing a movie, but um, a lot of the ideas that I have end up having this, I always imagine having some type of visual aspect to it. Um, and the thing I like about script writing and screenwriting uh, is that um, you can you're explaining all those physical actions and there's a lot of like you're being forced to show and not tell because you can't say oh jenny felt it deep within her heart that she knew what she had to do but you don't unless you have someone talking monologuing over the <laughs> over the film right. no one's gonna know what she's thinking in her head so you actually have to have her like like fiddle her thumbs, pace back and forth, like muttering to herself, or like you know contemplating, like staring at the phone, looking at the, looking at the contact card of her boyfriend, saying like, "Do I call him? Do I?" Well, or... it it's like you almost make the job, you're you're almost completing the job because then when you hand, say you write a a script that's talking about like, oh this character is feeling this way, but you don't you know you don't go much farther into it after that then you get you get that sent over to the director and they're gonna read well what the hell does that mean like what are they doing like it helps a lot to almost it almost streamlines the process because then you actually have to think about these are going to be people that are going to have to act this stuff out if i were there in person what like physically would i be doing with my body were i that character or were that were i that actor and how do I translate that into words? And, I mean, it almost feels like you're writing instructions. Yes. But, like, that's exactly what it is. It's, you have to read the story in between the lines of the instructions. I feel like that, that's at the core where you find the story in a script is, is not necessarily just in the dialogue or, or you know, some of the pretty shots that happens it's how do i reflect a character's emotions 
the best way possible, and it's through action. Yeah, and like in like the screen, like with all the other uh, factors that go into play with making a film, um, the writing part is essentially laying out the schematic and the blueprints. Like you, because before there's before there is anything else, there is the script. So it's the first thing that is made before anything else is done. So um, you have to have that. Uh, in, in essentially a set of instructions of like this is what we're doing this is what I plan for it to look like and how it's going to be made um, and then you give that to other people who then go like oh yes we can flavor it up like this or we can visually make it look this way or an actor can uh, have inflections in their voice with a certain line but all of that stems from the foundation that is the person who wrote the script yeah it's I'm a big believer that if you don't have a good script, nothing else can save the story. Nothing else can save, or, or I guess, can save the movie. Because, I mean, you can have just such unlimited creative control as a writer, um, or at least, <laughs> at least in our independent sort of setting, not necessarily with, like, you know, a studio or nothing, but you have so much creative control to just introduce so many details of what the world is that goes into like the world building and the character building and, and really getting specific on what you think should happen in the story, whether they or not, they keep that, you know, according to the director or if the writer is the director, then there you go. You're already asserting your control, but like you can already make those decisions so that nobody messes up your vision right. and, and, you know, they stay as, like, true to what you pictured in your head as possible. Yeah, I mean, you can have an amazing actor, but you can have, I, mean, I feel like we're all, we've all been guilty of this at one point, but if you write down on the thing, they're like, uh, oh, he didn't know what to do, or he didn't know what to say. Yeah. Well, the actor's going to look at that, and he also isn't going to know what to do or say, <laughs> so you're just going to have, like, a They're whole just... streamline of just a weird blur of intent when... Even at the start, it's like there's some type of uncertainty. So the more defined you have your script and the more uh, verbal, in a sense, of uh, what you have going on on the page, mm -hmm. there's more to work with. Well, it's like you're almost taking over jobs. Like, I mean, think of that as like a direction in, in and of itself. You're already If you're already telling an actor what specific actions that they have to do rather than like, they don't know what to do it's like they know what to do how do you express that and you can already like as a writer you can already just skip the director's wishes and say hey this is what this character does you need to do this right the di the director can choose how to flavor it but in the end he still has to you know like if this, the script is like he runs over to the guy across the bar and punches him. The director can do that any way he wants, but either way, he's running end, over. He's running over and he's punching that guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there is there is some there's that original control that the writer has by saying this is this is how it goes down. Yeah, it's like ninety percent of the work's already done by the writer as soon as you get to set and start shooting, and the director is just able to make sure it's all cohesive and fits together. Right. Um. Which is interesting. I, I, I don't know, um, I guess, like, what other, like, forms of writing has, like, that staggered control like that. Just because the nature of film itself is just so collaborative. 
Like I know, I know you've done a lot of creative writing um, yourself as well, but that's just all on you. Yeah, in terms of like, unless you have like a, uh, an edit like your editor or yeah. a publisher who's telling you, oh, like you should probably change this thing about what you want to write, or like what is it? What are you trying to like? Unless like they can give you pointers and stuff, but it's not like I write the book. Okay, I don't have to go and be like, now I need someone to act out my book for me. Right, it's just the books. The book's done. Um, you, can, you can also afford, or, or I guess it, for screenwriting, you can afford to not need to write as pretty <laughs> for for, for oh, yeah. what you're getting because it's just going to, it's like, you know, it's that ground material of like what the actors are going to do. It doesn't necessarily have to be pretty, whereas in, in regular creative writing, that's something you have to consider. And what, I guess going off of that into a question, like, what do you you know what makes you consider things that like make you your writing stand out um and like makes your voice feel unique in writing um i mean i oh a lot of the years in columbia is it was me trying to figure that out <laughs> um and i feel like i would say that um a big issue that some people might have is that they're trying to get what they think is the writer voice and they let the their perception of whatever they think that is overtake their own voice um where if you think of um if you're trying to write say like a fantasy novel or something and then as you're writing it uh you get the the voice you're trying to you're trying to get across is essentially the uh National Geographic fancy, right. well-contained, and like, and they gallivanted across the plains, and very and formal. You're losing your own self-touch there, which we've heard the we've heard National Geographic. We want something new, so I feel like the more you let yourself out there, like I, um, one one thing I'm always proud of doing or happy to do when I write in my work is to let a swear out every once in a while, let let it fly out, because when especially in a heated moment, uh, uh in film or anything people will curse people will swear people will j joke around um there's like having like maybe like someone have dark humor in a thing that might not usually have dark humor if you're doing that writerly voice having more uh i guess just uh humor in general where people try to take themselves so seriously that everything needs to be like uh stone cold where even in a serious situation, there could be some humor because sometimes people will use that to cope in a serious situation. You can then, if the audience can see that and be like, it feels human because they're like, oh yeah, I don't know how I would act in that situation. Maybe I try to laugh it off. So um, I feel like what I've been trying to do with my own voice is try to show that like uh, even in any situation, there's always room for like uh, a gritty situation can make you laugh. Uh, funny situation can still make you feel uneasy like it's just like the every situation isn't necessarily just you're supposed to feel this situation there's like um different little pockets of everything in any situation that happens it's nuanced yeah that's the thing like i mean you know in any medium of art uh sometimes it can take people years or decades even to like find their voice um like i i'm still not even 100 percent sure what my voice would be well your voice in would, writing like, voices change constantly as yeah. you get new experiences new like my 
voice is probably extremely different than what it would have been like two months ago. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> I, so. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like from freshman year to now, or you know, from all the way back when I was writing stuff like in high school to now. Like obviously, that's. I think that's what makes it tough. Is like, how do you define your voice then? Like, is it in necessarily the language? Is it like the the greater concepts of like the themes you hit or like the the arcs that your characters go through and i feel like that's a a big thing people i right? not necessarily like struggle with because it's almost a constant struggle but like right. how do you i guess that, that that's you know the the step that everybody is always always trying to get but can never find is like finding that definition for themselves i think what uh helps with finding your voice is uh seeing what you already like so like what do you what are you drawn to when you uh watch movies like when you watch a certain when you watch a certain movies like quentin tarantino i like quentin tarantino stuff okay well what about his stuff makes you enjoy his movies and then you can be like okay well i really enjoy when he does this it's like you can incorporate that into your voice oh i like how this other uh director does this thing i like how this other writer like uh paints these scenes uh like your uh voice is essentially just a collection of all the things that you like mm-hmm. and then you turn that and uh and like you mix it all around until like you're you're essentially just a melting pot of all your own uh enjoyments and then you put that into your own words and mm-hmm. then that's essentially your, your voice is essentially of all your other things that you enjoy doing aaron sorkin's like a really popular example of like a writer who has like a really distinct voice like especially for like film students like he he wrote uh he did the west wing he did that steve jobs movie um oh i'm blanking on oh he did the, he wrote the social network as well okay uh and that new trial of the chicago seven movie that i didn't see that one but like he's got a very common style of like um like his characters will be they they talk a lot they're very articulate but like it's you know still fitting with their characters Mm -hmm. and like the back and forth or like the walk and talk between the two it's it's interesting it's like people find a niche and like you know it's a it's a long process and it just takes constant constant work to just you know trial and error find it it's much easier to start with a simple concept and then branch off of that mm-hmm. rather than trying to just come in with a complex topic. If you can start with something simple like, oh, I really like, uh, like what you're saying, like uh, very sophisticated formal talking people or whatever. Like I want everyone to like articulate their words. I want everyone to basically be trying to one up each other with their, you know, sophistication or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can be like, okay, well, what setting does that work in? And then how can I make that interesting? And then you just, rather than trying to come in with multiple components at once, coming in with that one, just like, I want to make something where a lot of people just are super articulate. And right. go like, okay, well, what setting does that make sense in? And then just go off from there. And then you turn that one simple like, like notion of what you wanted there. Mm-hmm. And then you span out, which can start with your voice. If you like want to be like, oh, I want to do something that really captures my voice where I don't hold back on vulgarity or something like if you know if everyone has a sailor's mouth it's like okay you can do that 
where what setting would that make sense in or what setting wouldn't that make sense in that's yeah and that would draw people's attention if we have everyone in a professional office swearing at each other like it's no tomorrow <laughs> right it's like okay well now you kind of got my attention why is this there's strategy to yeah, it there's, yeah there's there's a difference of i guess there's like has this been done before and then also can i do this well or has it been done for before and has it been done good before like it could be done before but that doesn't mean you that's, can't it's been good that's, that's very true how would you how much would you say that like I guess for film, it's a little different because that's sort of like, you know, you go big project to big project, or at least in terms of like production, Mm -hmm. but like how, in terms of the writing process, how important do you think it is that like you follow it, say a schedule, like you're writing every day, every other day, or, or you're just, you know, writing even when you don't feel like it. Um, Oh, I've looked, uh... I've looked into this because I've tried having like a writing schedule or figure out a writing schedule. And like, if you like look around, everyone has their own crazy thing. Like sometimes their schedule is just whenever I have free time. Uh, Some people are, I have to write every night before I go to bed or I'm a morning writer. I write up and that's, I wake up and I write right when I get up. Uh, And that's where my brain is like the most awake and I can do that. Um, But as long as, you have some type of consistency and I don't mean consistency as in like a schedule like every t- every every Tuesday and Thursday at three o'clock I write but like just saying I at least want to write like two times sometime this week or I want to sit down at least uh three times during the weekend to have this but like it doesn't have to you don't have to allot yourself a specific schedule if that works for you yeah do a schedule mm-hmm. um but the uh, having uh, some type of know-how of what your writing habits are is very important. Obviously, if you have deadlines, <laughs> you have to read those deadlines. Yeah. Um, so that that changes things. So if you have a deadline, you might need to want to uh, put a schedule down. But uh, as long as uh, it it's it's a mix of when you want to write and when you need to write, and if you can find a little balance in that of this is the time I'm most comfortable with it. And this is the time I need to get it done. Sometimes I'll get those input, like literally last night, I was telling you about it. I, uh, <laughs> I stayed up till 4.30 in the morning. Um, just absolutely obsessed with um, just like getting stuff on the page, um, which is different also from just like, everybody, like, you know, everybody's writing process is different. Usually I'll, I'll go into you know, outlining it, who are these characters and like, what, what do I learn about them? And, and what's like the, I guess the themes of like, what am I trying to say? And, um, what do I want these characters to go through? And it was really weird going through and just like, I'm not going to think about any of that. I'm not going to worry about where this leads. I'm just going to start writing. Um, it's interesting doing that. Like it's, (laughs) <laughs> the carelessness of it like sort of like feels good uh in in just like you're creating something whether or not it's actually good you know is irrelevant because Nothing... it's just it's it's a way to like it flexes your your the muscles in your brain to force yourself to be creative and, and it helps like you know 
at least I think, keep keeps you like thinking about either that idea or other ideas. And I, I feel like, I don't know, Every I, I think that's a, an important thing, you know, like you're saying, whatever's working with, you know, if they're going to work with deadlines or stuff, but like knowing knowing how your own brain works is a big part of um, oh yeah you, you definitely have to be self-aware and also nothing ever there there's oh not i won't say nothing because there's some probably like examples of uh that would prove me wrong but barely every anything is just set on the first draft oh yeah so it's better to have what like there's like the saying of uh better to have it written than write yes uh and if you get that if you just even if you're like, oh, well, I don't have everything fleshed out yet. I don't know what to do. I don't know, if, like, I don't know how I'm feeling about this character's direction. But if it's all in your brain and nothing's on paper, you're never going to be able to fully, like, understand what you're trying to do. Because sometimes you just need to write it out. You just need to get it on something. Because then you've already started, you're already building momentum by having it written in the first place. And then once you have it written, you can be like, okay, look it over. Okay, what do I want to change? What did I like? What I didn't like? And you start building that momentum actually start the process well along with like better to have it written than have it right it's also um because i mean we have we have another friend of ours he, he he'll he'll fall into this trap of he'll have all these ideas and i mean we have all these ideas as well of like just all these stories we want to we want to uh write and create um but at a certain point you just got to get that on the page you know even a, even a first draft that is unfinished or terrible and you know you're never going to show anybody for the rest of your life is better than uh it's better to have that than you know just the idea in your head because at least it's something that you can even physically just work off of um and and um one of our, our, our screenwriting teacher uh that we both had uh different years um one of his good tips is um working on writing our first features um or just writing our you know own short films is that you're you may while you're writing know that it's awful know that it's terrible but as soon as you have that done you're instantly going to think of all the different ways that you can change it and make it better and um i mean yeah not you should never you should never work off of a first draft <laughs> absolutely oh, not. yeah for sure i, I mean, mean i like going off of what uh, you're saying right now, I, one of the, one of the projects I'm currently working on, I went through the first draft and as I was writing it, I was uh, telling myself there's too many characters. <laughs> there's way too many characters yeah. and I cannot keep track of all of them. But part of it was the deadline, but I had to get it done. Um, so I just I kept it with all the characters and I wrote it. And as you said, like. I knew that it was the best that it could have been as I was writing this first draft, but once I was done, I was like, awesome. Well, now that I did that, I know that I definitely don't want this many characters. <laughs> but then once you know that, and you know like and like a couple of other things too that you might have realized as you're writing it, um, you, know, you already know um, what to change, which things you wouldn't have known if you weren't trying. Like you could say, I want this many characters in my idea, and you just keep having that in like your notes app or something, but until you try and actually write out the script, you don't know how well that's actually going to translate to an to an actual paper. Um, so you, it's like you, yeah, you just need to you need to hash it out first to know what works. Mm -hmm. I I think that like 
because once you go through the process and you and you you've got I mean even I when I wrote my first feature scripts um, I was like even midway through scenes I was like I know this is bad I know this is bad I know this is bad just over and over in we'll my head. We'll figure this out. Later. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. That's a problem for future Jack once he's better at writing. Um, I, I guess like you know once you start working on um, you know these scripts and you make revisions. Um, and I mean, even the most experienced writers probably like it's hard to tell sometimes. Like, how do you know when a story's finished? Like, how do you know that you've done the edits you can? And and what what do you think is like the point when you say I'm ready to to lock this in as this is the story or this is what's written? I feel like. For me, in my own experience, it's kind of like an aha moment of just you're you're working, you're working, you're you're doing your revisions, and at one point for me when I'm writing and I'm maybe on like the fifth or sixth version of it and I've like had other people read it at this point, I just and you're at a certain point you're doing it enough that you're just kind of like doing the fine tweaks of just like oh Maybe you should just sound a little bit more upset here, but you're not changing the entire scene. You're just changing a couple wordings to better show what you're trying to display. Um, and at a certain point, I feel like you'll just kind of look back at it and just be like, oh, okay. Because um, you never want like one of those, you know, you don't want one of those oversaturated, uh, well, like anything. Like you don't want like the movie version of like a picture with too many filters. <laughs> like, you know, you have the, you have like the the light coming down on one side yeah it's like all the colors are all over the place like this was a good picture until you like like twisted the crap out of it <laughs> yeah um but so there's I, I feel like there's a certain point where it goes back to like well why were you making it in the first place if if you go back to what your original uh desire to make the thing that you're doing is and you look at your thing it's like well have i done that and if you think you've successfully done that then i would say that's a good sign of uh well i don't need any more well and then you got to get to the tough part sometimes of like you can reevaluate and you're like this is not the direction that i want to go or, or like you know you think back to your original intention and it's not what it is and you have to like kill those i mean the you know that's the common saying yeah. kill your darlings so, I mean, sometimes when you're writing, the intent will change. Uh, or, uh, like, as like your original thought or your original idea will shift with as you're writing. But that's kind of like the what we were saying earlier of just, like, maybe sometimes even the rough draft wasn't necessarily the idea of it being the first thing written. But maybe you're like, okay, maybe it's the idea that mm -hmm. I did the change. But over time, as that idea changes and... Uh, it's kind of like, I don't know, like tuning a radio at that point where at a certain point you'll get all that like uh, chatter and fuzz out of the way and you'll just have like the clear the clear image of what you're looking for. Yeah, and then, you know, I think another huge part of it, and maybe this comes from my end of it where it's a lot more collaborative, like working with, um, you know, other people in film more so than just like you know narrative uh, narrative writing or, or not, uh, fiction writing or things like that of like finding other people's input as well 
Um, I mean, you know, God knows I've, I've come to you a million times <laughs> on, um, like just absolutely stumped. Like, where do I take this story or like, what, what, what can I do to like change things up? And, um, I think that's an important thing. Um, you like kind of touched on it earlier of like, you know, other people are going to see this. Other people are yeah. supposed to consume I mean, this and, and you have a good idea I mean, you know exactly what you want and what the story is in your own head, but when you're writing it, there's a good chance that, you know, people will think of stuff completely different um, based on the same source material. Yeah, I mean, you're, look, the, the uh, blessing of an outside perspective is that your head is filled with, oh, this char- I want this character to go through this, I want this person to go through that, uh, this scene is supposed to display this, and overall I want the themes to capture... Uh, this message and and then someone comes in without having any thoughts about that and it's like well what if this happens and you're like how did i not think of that (laughs) so it's just yeah it's it's just um you already have so many biases from your uh own writing that if there's someone coming in with an unbiased opinion they could say something that you never would have thought of because you already had those other filters in your head just like not even giving you a chance to go that direction or even having having like a fresh mind like yeah you can sit down and you're writing and oh god you spend so much creative like just energy pouring in those ideas that you have into it um and sometimes like whether it's you know you hand it to somebody else who has no preconceived notion of like what this is supposed to be and they're just getting it at face value and reteaching that to yourself is Good, because that's how people are going to experience the film or the project. Yeah, because, yeah, at the end of the day, everyone looking at it is going to be that person of with no preconceived notion yeah. of it. There's not, uh, unless you you have that, like, prologue Star Wars text crawl. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, everyone's going to come in, sit down, besides maybe the trailer that they saw, and be like, okay, let's, let's see what's going on. Um, so, like, doing that to yourself not only maybe helps you give you a clear uh, new pathway that you might not have taken earlier, but also gives you an idea of how are other people going to see this. I had a, uh, a, pra- a passion project of mine um, that we had just shot last year. Keegan also had uh, helped me as well with shooting um, and uh, for years before even just um, working on the script and the actual story of it. Um, the project is called 66. We shot it back in like last October, November. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we're st- still in the middle of, um, doing all the editing and stuff for it. But, um, I remember going through that. I mean, from initial idea to say when we had locked the script, that was about two, two years, three years in the making of just, you know, over and over, um, changing things, getting fresh ideas from, you and you know other writers and other friends of ours who have that fresh mind or um <laughs> my best the reason i brought it up was my best example was um i i had like a finished draft of it um after like the first year of like working on it and i had like stopped for almost like six months after that I didn't oh touch yeah it. no i remember that yeah and and i didn't touch it i didn't think about it i was like i'm gonna work i gotta work on something else completely it's it's out of sight out of mind i'll get back to it once i'm done with and i think that was right when i was writing my feature um but i remember that i had 
you know, going in fresh mind, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a full rewrite of the script and I go through it and I love that script. Like that was close to the final version of, of um, what we had actually shot. Um, but I remember going, after I had written that better version, you and a couple of friends of ours, we actually read out the old version of the script on Discord and oh my goodness. Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> was... I, it felt like nails on a chalkboard because it just it felt so bad and so mediocre. I mean, that was when when we when you first wrote that. That was as far back as maybe like end of freshman, start of sophomore year. I want to yeah, say it was it was midway so through you, freshman year. Like and you were working on that for a while, making ideas, and then you dropped it for a little bit, like put it to the side and worked on other things, and you picked it back up. And it's just yeah. I mean, when you come back with all that new, you know, you went through a whole year or two of college learning how to do what you were doing better and then you're like oh now i know all these things or, or oh, not no. even not even that <laughs> like even if it wasn't even if i say say i didn't even learn a single thing it's just like a matter of time helps so much to just like you give your brain a rest and going in with you know a clear head and like it, it's simulating that you know elimination of a preconceived notion of what this story is supposed to be and um you know maybe you had in that other time you had other ideas and you're like oh i can add that to this or like oh i can i can change one little thing about my idea before and then incorporate a new one uh from another idea that i had like a month like yeah. a month later um time i i think time is a huge part of like finding that you know those changes and 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 pointing those out to yourself and i think that's what makes it hard to like know when you're finished because I, i'm sure if i you know lasted another six months without working on it then came back to it you're like man this is really bad yeah. <laughs> uh, you know it's just down to feeling confident in your own work um <laughs> which is a tough thing to do um i mean even even just sharing your work uh at all is just a scary thing um for a lot of people myself included even and i've known you for what four years now yeah, it's a yeah no it's a big step i mean i even after i got my first thing even though it was published which means people had to have liked it enough to take it put it out there my parents could would be like oh can we can he see it and i'm like oh I, well, what if you don't like it <laughs> so it's all even, no matter what it's always going to be uh, a struggle to want to put your stuff out there but at a certain point you can only polish something so much that uh, you don't want to like uh, just there's there's the there's the step of putting the idea on paper and then putting that into the next stage like you can all you can only if you keep worrying about getting into it as perfect as possible you're never gonna move on to the next step uh, well at the, well what you were saying earlier too um, with being able to put it down and walk away from it uh never throw any ideas away because you'll never no. know when you oh, have yeah. to when you, you'll never know when you're like oh i don't know what to do and I'll, I'll i'll just scroll through some old files that i have and you're like oh i remember this let me look at that and you're like oh wow this was actually a really good idea if i go back at this now i could probably get it going which is uh kind of similar to like what you did with uh it's like recycling yeah recycling ideas um well I, you you mentioned it earlier i was going to say something about um like having characters like you know run into problems or like having those characters like have flaws 
it's like a big part of like with writing you know no story is perfect there and you know you can aspire to go as like perfect as you can or like as perfect as you know you want it to be but at a certain point it's like you're just going to be changing things just to change things um and i mean part of the appeal of writing is that it's not perfect is that there are things to you know talk about there are things to <laughs> get in arguments about with you know with your friends you're like no this movie was great because of this or no it was awful because they did that and they're like no that's what made it so good <laughs> you know what makes writing i think both so interesting as well as like so ridiculously complicated um is that human aspect it's like there is a part of like human interactions that you know we can't have a perfect story we don't you know say the perfect things at the perfect times we don't think the right things at the right times we don't do the right things all the time um and when your characters have flaws it's that's fine that everybody has flaws um and it's what makes it interesting and, and i think encouraging people to not worry about getting their story perfect but um getting the story and the message that they want i think is what people should strive to do because then they also you know that, that that's when you go into like well the same thing for not just that story but all of your writing are you getting across like you know the message that you want and you know again the confidence of just being able to say i know what my story is about i know you may not have done that i know you may have wanted this story to go a different direction or you know it's like horror like the if horror, i was in there that never would have happened it's like I a horror movie this. trope like well, yeah. don't go don't open the door like run away <laughs> you know it's like you if they didn't open the door they you wouldn't have a movie yeah what and that you know, it doesn't make it a bad movie when they do, you know characters do dumb stuff. But that's what makes the story happen. It's and it like, feels and it feels authentic. Smart people wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> smart people wouldn't be in this story, or else exactly. there wouldn't be a problem in the first place. But then there could also be smart people to help it. But like even those smart people might have flaws too. Um, like if you yeah, it's it's going back to um, if your movie was filled with perfect people then everything would be perfect and there wouldn't be a problem and then there wouldn't be a story <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and that's just like it just comes down to like i think knowing the rules of of how story works and like how people listen to stories or read stories and um you know it's it's subconsciously everybody knows what makes a good story not everybody can explain why they think it's a good story um oftentimes you know you may not even know it's just it feels right yeah um i guess like what do you think your preference is when it comes to knowing the rules of stories whether it's you know in in movies or um your own fiction writing knowing the rules and like knowing when to break them so 
Um, one of the biggest rules I feel like is well, maybe rules is uh, loose for this term. Um, but uh, the thing for writing, at least for me, is the goal for a book would be get them to flip the page. Uh, or in the movie, it's like get them to sit for the, the extra minute. Okay, now that they, now that you got them to sit for the extra minute, now let now wh what are you doing to keep them engaged to watch the next scene? What what is stopping them from, uh, not leaving the couch or not leaving the theater? Um, like the and at that point you're essentially you have to create promises and you have to fulfill those promises. Um, and if at the start of the movie you're um. Or like say like Lord of the Rings, They're like we're gonna bring the we're gonna bring the ring the the Mount Doom and we're gonna throw it in in the lava and it's like okay well they did it they set that promise of we're going on an adventure they went on an adventure they completed the adventure if like there's if you give your audience a uh, some type of expectation you you should either obviously live up to that expectation or do something that keeps them engaged because you can have um, you can subvert expectations, but there should be some type of closure or some type of acknowledgement of the promise that was made. Yeah, it's it's I mean, partially it's back to the cause and effect, but it's it's you know, a lot of it is that like you are you are setting up the expectations for how the story is going to go. Um. I mean, sometimes people break those expectations. You know, <laughs> a much talked about example is like Star Wars The Last Jedi. There's a big one where it's like it subverted your expectations for the, you know, sole reason that it wanted to. Um, and I think like knowing <laughs> when to do it and like when to do something out of the ordinary um versus not i think it, it it's so essential i think to know why that rule or i guess guideline exists in the first place so that when you're breaking it you're doing it in the right way yeah yeah i mean and uh yeah i mean you have you have a toolkit that you use to write a story and sometimes you just, you gotta know when that tool is appropriate like um yeah. you can use the 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 way to subvert expectations if you're trying to uh throw your people through a loop but you don't want to uh desensitize them to yeah. subverting expectations to the point where you're just like oh wow that didn't happen again yeah, exactly <laughs> like i mean like you have uh like uh your 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 dramatic reveals you have you you're subverting expectations you have your twist villains and it's just like you just have all these different things that you can use uh, but you just gotta know when to use them and what uh, and how to use them. Like you won't, you don't use a shovel to cut down a tree, or right. <laughs> you won't use an axe to dig a hole. But yeah. I mean, you could, but it's like... yeah. I mean, it's also like it's almost a, it's an advanced writing thing too, because it's like it's a way for you to break out of of writing into formula. Um, like so many stories can fall into like the trap of like, oh, this all feel like. You know, all these Marvel movies, oh, it's just a generic Marvel movie. You know, it follows a formula. Oh, it's just, you know, it's a Western. It's going to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And it, 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 doing those things that are out of the ordinary are what make them unique. And, and um, 
breaking expectation isn't necessarily something to uh, do for the sake of like uniqueness because it's different. But yeah, it's like there should be a reason beyond no one has done it before, or there should be a reason beyond it's quirky and unique. Like, yeah, it like there should it makes be sense. some substance behind it. It makes sense to your theme for why this happens or i mean sometimes humor like you know if if you're doing like a a comedy those are like that's an, a fantastic way to you know incorporate humor into what you're doing um and stuff like that i mean all of this is to say you and i are not expert writers we're still just in college learning how to do all this stuff and we're still doing a lot of work and um figuring out how to get our own stuff made um the fact i mean the fact that you've able to uh been able to get something published is already quite the accomplishment um, and certainly something to be proud of and to know that like that's a good feeling that somebody really liked your work and wants to show it to other people hey that that's good not like, yeah like, not oh, e wow <laughs> not, not only that they liked it they want to share it to other people too yeah and like same thing can be said with uh getting a enough people to work on a film project it's like you can't if people won't work on a film project if they don't like it especially if it's you know not like a forced thing like your passion project yeah the people did it because they wanted to do it it's not something that uh is like oh well i have to do this for a grade <laughs> yeah. uh, uh but it's uh it's yeah i mean it, there's something uh as you keep going and as you keep putting yourself out there you'll find that there's people who agree and like what you do and want to uh either help you reach that vision or share your vision with others so um it's yeah no it's a, it's a fun thing to be like oh people like my stuff exactly, <laughs> but yeah. that doesn't happen unless you get the work <laughs> you get the work and 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 you just share it to as many people as possible and you just get the feedback and you know you learn your lessons trial and error snowballs into yeah what you end up making yeah bringing it back a little bit i mentioned earlier um that there's another project that i've been working on for the past five months um in our classes um there's a class called cinema directing three it's the third level course in the directing concentration for columbia um is a class that i had actually applied for um you don't just sign up you have to actually you know try to, to apply to get in and, and you get chosen based on on the story that you want um and that was actually uh what i did back in uh i think it was around november or december i'd actually gotten accepted into the class and um i had started working on a story um that was actually an adaptation uh it was based on a, a story called the lake uh written by ray bradbury um it was uh, in the public domain so i was able to use it um and it was i mean a story that I, I love go check it out um they have like the free pdfs for it online it's super super interesting um but i had re read that back uh freshman year about four years ago um i actually had an old version of the script that i wrote back then just because i liked it so much wrote it um thought nothing of it until then you know i came back to it after three years <laughs> rewrote it and then sent it in and it's a good feeling to like have somebody say like that's a good story i want you to make it and it's just like ah oh, that's it, it's good to know that like you're you're heading in the right direction um and that story was no exception i mean i had you know 
I spent a lot of time working on that. I, you've been working a bunch on that with me, like thinking. Yeah, different... I remember how vastly different. Like, I mean, it's vastly different from how it started. At least the script yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, uh, and like, it's just those those different each different draft was uh, at some points was just conveying a completely different story until you finally figured out like, yes, this is what this is capturing exactly what I wanted from the start. Um, yeah. And yeah, then you do that, and obviously other people agreed that that vision was like, oh, we like this, so yeah, we should do this in our class. I it. I mean, I thought it was a big risk going into it with an adaptation and not an original story, but it was like I want to be able to show like I can sure I can write this thing based off of you know a story written by a very famous and fantastic author. You know what do you what are you gonna do differently? What are you gonna make it stand out? Um, and yeah, that's just back to, you know, rule breaking of like, what's, what are you going to do that, that, you know, as fantastical as the story is, make it your own. Um, and yeah, that's just down to, you know, working constantly and, and, and finding that voice in you to do what you want in your writing. Writing is a very tough thing to do. Uh, for sure. <laughs> a common a common thing I've I've heard is that, you know, sometimes you just can't fix taste. I don't know how much you agree with that. Um I, I know that I've I've met a lot of people uh who've like shared scripts with me and you know, I've read a, a wide variety uh, um with varying degrees of uh <laughs> I would say talent. Um <laughs> But no, I mean, like, I, I think, like, do you think there's a certain point where just raw talent plays into writing, or do you think anybody can write? I think, obviously, there's different starting points that people have, but I would I would argue that um, it, if you're able to take the time and you find the right people to, that, you know, can mentors or uh, peers and stuff, that... You can't, uh, I think you should, you, you, no one's out of the running, I think. Um, obviously, some people might not be willing to learn those things if they are, uh, you, can't, you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped uh, in that case. But I don't think no one is ever just forsaken to not be a bad writer or whatever. Like they can, there's talent, gets you make get you a head start but you can all i feel like there's at some point you can always learn i know a lot of writers they'll take from like say movies they've watched or books they've read and and they're like oh i really like that and they want to incorporate ideas and stuff like do you think that's like a bad path to go of like you should finding be. finding stuff that you like in other movies and like pulling them together into like your own you should never be afraid to take things from things you like i feel like if if it's done well people like it for a reason and if you can do it obviously play you don't want to just straight up plagiarize it it shouldn't be some frankenstein monster of just mm -hmm. like other created things but taking like or like i really like how this shot was was done and you can take that shot but as long as it's not in you know just a clip from the movie <laughs> or right. it's like you, you're you you're implementing the the skills that someone else used i mean at this point we've been we've been around for so long that it's going to be impossible to think of a truly original idea it's true 
any anything that you think of is influenced of from experiences you've already had um so if at, at one point if you're trying so hard to not take from anything you're going to have nothing to draw from and you're you're going to have an empty palette um so it's i think it's completely fine to find something that you enjoy and, in, and incorporate aspects of it in your own thing i mean going back to uh the man we like talking about <laughs> uh quentin you know a lot of his stuff is um in some ways remixes of other things like uh remember there's a uh, kill bill <laughs> Got there, you got there's, there. there's uh there's uh kill bill is like a big example of there's so many different things that in in kill bill uh that are just like different remixes from other things like using the ideas of what of like old western movies and like there, there's sometimes i think if you like uh there's videos out there that uh show that some of the shots used in kill bill are just straight up like the same camera movements and positioning as other old western movies mm -hmm. but it's through kill bill and it, like this is the kill bill shot and this is the other shot and it's still kill bill and that thing it's not that movie anymore but he took from other uh things that he thought worked and put it in his own thing and then that worked so it's possible and you can do it <laughs> how how important do you think it is um to have like the best taste in like the content you consume and like how that affects what you produce. Like the best, the best comparison I could give is like, um, you know, a lot, uh, uh, at least from like my perspective with like, you know, working with other film students of like all these people who've, they've seen a million movies. They've got like all the criterion collection stuff. They've got, you know, every, streaming subscription they could possibly get and they've just they will watch movies constantly and they have really like crafted their taste like from just getting all of that content and all of those films like into their head how, how important do you think it is to like draw from what you what you find to be good taste in um other writing versus uh just what what you're bringing to the table i mean there, yeah there's a, there's a blend of what you because usually it's like at least for me it's like i have this idea um say it is sci-fi idea and i want to portray this well i might for inspiration watch star wars or i might watch like avatar um uh or i or if I'm trying to convey a theme that's like of of loss, I might watch movies that aren't even sci-fi related, but convey like someone going through grief or something. And I was like, okay, how can I incorporate those ideas in a sci-fi setting? Um, but like, in I mean, at at some point, it's it's going back to where does the idea start? Obviously, you had an idea, and uh, you want to have it done well so you want to see how is it done well and what makes it not done well you'll go find things that are examples of uh good movies that did what you're trying to do and uh draw from those and see how you can twist it in your own way um i think not you you need references no matter what you're working on um and it's just as long as you're uh as long as they stay references <laughs> <laughs> As long as you're still referring to them and not copying from them.
Because I'll get like, I guess you could call it imposter syndrome. Because I mean, I mean, I know people who have seen any movie you could think of. Whereas, like, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, no, I haven't seen probably half of the movies that I probably should. You know, being a film student, but it's like you know. It's not always the taste of like you know, or the desire of like I don't necessarily want to always watch the best like all the you know great movies. I like to watch the movies that I like and and like you know whether it's essential to have you know seen the best and crafted your your or curated your taste based on that. Um, how knowing how important it is to know what makes a good movie and know um what makes your movie good or what makes your writing good as opposed to what makes writing in general good you know mm-hmm. um and that yeah i mean it's it's just complicated because it's so subjective that you probably find anybody in the world to read your story you could probably have 99% of people like it and 1% not. And no matter what, you're never going to get that 1% or whatever it is. Anyways, all that is to say writing is very, very tough and it's very complicated. And I think the moral of the story is to just keep writing. I mean, what would what, what do you think your best advice would be for somebody who... Say you're not somebody who, you know, goes to, you know, art school or is, or is doing whatever. They're a complete amateur. What What is the best tip that you would offer to somebody who wants to share creativity in whatever way? I would seek out some type of community, whether it's online or in person. Uh, and I think if you're having trouble trying to figure out where to start in terms of writing, I've always found the idea of having someone else throw an idea at you uh if you're like oh i'm trying to get started but i don't know what to do i've always thought that my uh some of the work i find su- the most surprisingly uh good is when i'm hit with some type of parameter uh where you're forced to work around this one concept where someone's like oh you need to write this but it has to have this in it there's like okay well now i'm not just thinking with an empty with an empty space in mind I do already have this one thing so go to like a uh, a forum post where people are like oh we're accepting all stories with this type of concept in it and be like okay well then I let me start with writing as something with that concept you write that and just start getting your creative juices flowing if people like it you keep talking to those people make connections and then just go from there said very well I think that's up uh, all the time that we can take right now. But Keegan, thank you so much for joining me um, and just talking about writing. You know, that's your whole world. So I figured you'd be you'd be the guy to talk to. Anyways, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the story of a film from WJMS's uh, Speaker Box podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys later. Peace out. Thanks for listening to WJMS Media, where media is reimagined. You can check us out on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Also check out our website at www.wjmsradio.com. And we also have a newsletter, so you can subscribe and be up to date on everything.